back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chaz. I'm Ronnie. And today we're going to be covering episode 12, Wound, the Battle for Trost. So we're going to start off with uh, where we ended last episode, where Aaron throws an absolute haymaker at Mikasa in his Titan form. And that's where the last episode cut off. Right, we didn't know what was going to happen to Mikasa, but we see it here. Turns out she skedaddles right out of the way, just in time. Just in time, yeah. Seems to be okay. Anyways, we start off with McDreamy, your boy McDreamy. How gorgeous is this guy? <laughs> Let's be honest. He's talking about how they've managed to lure most of the Titans to the edge of the town, you know, kind of away from them. But they've still ended up losing like 20% of soldiers. Okay, I need you to explain this to me. I do not understand how... They also say, despite our best efforts to not engage them, we lost 20% of our soldiers. How? That's so many. Every time we see what they're doing, they're doing the Armin hanging from a wall, shaking that juicy thing in front of the Titan's yeah. face. And I understand that later, you know, we're going to, like, we see some people on the ground, but I just don't get how we've lost so many. My whole thing is, like, I feel like people just forgot how to use their ODM gear, and they just didn't fly up the wall. They were luring them towards the wall, they got to the wall, and then they're like, oh shit, how do we fly up? And then they just got eaten. I don't it, know. It really just feels like there's an entire other like, group of people on the ground doing something, and they just didn't bother explaining. I, I had a little bit of a problem with this, because I just didn't understand where 20% of these people came from, because we didn't see any of them die. Yeah, it didn't show any of it. Um, <laughs> so I just... I guess they just got... Ru- I don't know. I'm assuming they just got rushed and forgot how to fly. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. It, to me, because it seemed like, for the most part, they had accomplished their goal, which was just hang out by the wall. They're all, they're all going to gather there. I don't know if they had a bunch of people, you know, hurting, hurting them that way, in that direction. I'm assuming that's kind of how ha- it happened. It had to be that. I don't see any other possibility. And I guess... Because they had to be on the ground to die. There's no way they were all like flying above them. That's what I'm, you're saying. Like the ODM M stopped working, but 20% that's so many. So I know it's got to be something other than that. But yeah. Just kind of weird. Pixis then interrupts McDreamy and he says, We didn't lose them. They died because of my orders. To win this battle, I'm willing to be called a murderer. And I, I love Pixis, by the way. I just love that line. And he's willing to be a murderer to save everyone. He doesn't care. That's. You know, you this gotta guy, have people like that. This guy loves to win. What can you say? If you don't have leaders like that, you'll never go anywhere. That's that winning mentality. Mm-hmm. We then cut over to Mikasa. She's dodging Aaron's Mike Tyson right hook, and as soon as she dodges that, he goes for a left hook, and she then dodges that one too. Um, so we we see Aaron's like he's definitely. They say he's unconscious right now, but I feel like he's just tired of Mikasa being <laughs> he, up his ass. Yeah, we touched on this last episode. She just won't quit. He's just trying to scare her a little bit. He knows that she's got too many skills for him to actually hurt her, but he's just letting her know you got to chill out. Yeah, and then she ends up flying on his face. Right on the nose. Right on the nose. Just a ballsy move by her after he just threw a haymaker at her. But she's trying to convince him. She's like, Aaron, we got to seal the hole. What are you doing? It's me. Yeah, trying to... Do you recognize me? Uh, obviously not. 
And that's when Ian yells at her because he sees Aaron's fist balled up, getting ready to hit her one more time. And as soon as he yells, she dodges, and he just clocks himself right in the mouth. Yeah, what a dummy. That's hilarious. Dude, it was so awesome. But at the same time, you know, we personally, we think that Aaron does know what's going on here, and he's just going after Mikasa a little bit. But if we are to believe what Mikasa thinks, and that's Aaron doesn't know who uh, she is, what I think she should have done was she should have, when she's on the nose, taken out that loaf of bread she keeps in her pocket at all times and just tried to feed it to him. And that probably would have triggered some memories of his and he would be like, oh, it's Mikasa. <laughs> it might have. Even though Titans, I don't know if he actually gets hungry in his Titan form. He probably does. Even though they don't, they like human flesh more, I still think he would have went for the bread. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, we got Ian and his crew, his little crew. So let me go over this. How do you how do you pronounce the two other the so, two other soldiers with Ian that are important? Is it Rika? Rika? So okay, so this is kind of I, they in my version, which you know we've touched on this before, but okay. I watch on Hulu. You watch on Crunchyroll. Uh, like the titles are different or whatever. I guess I'll go and say when I looked it up, this episode was called Flaw, and you said something completely different. Wound. Yeah, so that's weird. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, when in the subtitles, it's Rico. Rico, like R-I-K-O. R-I-C-O. Really? Yeah. Okay, and mine, it's like R-I-K-K-O or something like that. And it's to that point where when I first saw her, I was like, oh, this is definitely a girl. And then the further I got into it, I was like, it's a girl, right? <laughs> like, it looks like a girl, but at the same time... You gotta be careful. Like sometimes they look kind of like a girl, but they end up the, being boys. The way it was spelled on mine definitely was like a girl's name. Yeah, I was ninety percent sure yeah. it was a girl, but I did think I'd bring it up just in case, because uh, she does have the short the short hairdo and the glasses, and uh, with the voice actor, I felt like it was a girl, but obviously that's not always a telltale sign yeah. either. And then how do you pronounce the guy? That- so the way. I've been pronouncing it is like Matavi or Mitavi. It's spelled M-I-T-A-V-I. Okay, so me. that's that's the same for me. Okay, we'll just say we'll go with Matavi, or however yeah, you want to say. Mitavi, Matavi. Um, but yeah, however you want to say it, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I don't really like these characters that much, anyways. So I mean, they're all right, but they're not my favorite. I will admit. But Ian and. Ian and them are like, Stop oh wow. ripping on them. They're trying their hardest. <laughs> they're trying their hardest, but they're just boring, okay? But Ian's like, oh shit, this is, Aaron's just another dumb, tight, mindless titan. They're like, he's, we're never going to get anything done. And then he's like, all right, we, we just need to leave him behind. Rico and them, they're like, we just need to leave Aaron behind because, I mean, he's stupid. He's just a mindless titan. And then that's when Mikasa just gives him the death stare. It was, what's his name? Matavi, right? She yeah. gives Matavi the death stare, and then Ian like kind of sees it, and he's like, "Oh, whoa, 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 wait up!" He's like, "I think Aaron is our best chance." Right. It's at this point where I'm thinking, uh, this is probably when they regret bringing Mikasa along. <laughs> yeah, they know she's got a bat. She's a badass with badass skills, but they kind of regret it because they realize, oh, she's in love with Aaron. But that's when Rico she shoots off the uh, 
the red smoke that signals the failed flare. mission. Yeah. Yep. She shoots off that flare, picks this, and then up on the wall they see it. And some random dude just starts like bawling his eyes out. He's like, oh, all my friends are dying for nothing. Right. Which that guy, just, what are you doing, man? Just Listen, calm the fuck down. I had to do a double take and make sure he wasn't Daz or whoever his name <laughs> is from the other episode. We got a bunch of crybabies going on. He's probably here. Daz's brother. Who knows? And by the way, how did Daz even get in this, the whole soldier thing yeah man i'm telling you there's just you'd think he'd be a farmer but there's so many people that just snuck in here somehow how did that guy ever make it past keith say how did he survive training that's what i want to know i don't know i don't know it's also at this point that armin and marco they're dealing with the failure of this mission too and they're just so surprised because aaron had turned into a titan successfully one and a half times so they just don't get how this plan possibly could have gone awry. Yeah, no, that's when Armin starts running off. He's like, oh, i got to go after my friend. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, Armin, you don't even need to go down there because you were just not skilled enough for that. But he's going to go after him anyways. And Pixis is like not having it from Crybaby on top of the wall. And he's basically like, all right, got to continue this operation no matter what. He said, we have the best of the best in our soldiers. Um, we're going to fight to the end. Even if that means we all die, we're not giving up. The The deaths will not be in vain. And I respect that because I'm obviously a Pixis fan. And I love Pixis. Right. When we go back to Ian's squad, Rico keeps telling Ian, she's like, it was worth a shot. Let's bounce. We got to leave Aaron. Yeah, she's wanting to cut the losses. And yeah, she wants to cut the losses. On. She's like, all right, we need to just call it quits. Ian finally grows a set of balls, and he's like, Rico, we're going to continue this mission. You need to go attack the 10-meter Titan while Matavi's, him and his squad, they'll go attack the other two. There's like a few Titans that are on their way towards Aaron. He's like, we got to protect Aaron at all costs. We're going to continue this mission. So going back to the episode before, Ian... He was kind of just randomly picked by... Whoa, 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 whoa. He was not randomly picked. It was not random at all. Pixies laid it out there. He was a man who respected good liquor. He knew, okay. you know, and that's what made the decision. I don't understand what you're trying to get at here. <laughs> I, I agree, but do you think Pixis just said, made that up and he knew Ian was no. a capable leader? no. Or does being a good leader actually correlate with good drinking tastes? Pixis assessed the situation. He looked and he felt out and he analyzed everyone's drinking taste, their taste in alcohol, just like everyone does in all job hirings across the world. And Ian won it fair and square. I don't know what you're getting at. All right. I like it then. I completely respect Pixis and I really respect Ian because then he goes on to say that he basically says, shut up and follow my orders. Pixis chose me. And he's like, we can be replaced, but Aaron cannot. We don't have another person that can just randomly turn into a Titan. That's what some people start to realize and a lot of people aren't getting that yet. Yeah, it's like... They're not realizing that... Oh, maybe he's not exactly chiseled around the edge, or he's a little bit chiseled around the edges. You know, he doesn't have all this figured out. But for some reason, they can't see the advantage of having a 15-meter Titan at their disposal. Yeah. 
and And how they might need that going forward, given the situation. Even though he's, you know, he's royally fucking up right now, but who cares? You still have to take that chance. You gotta stick with him, I think. We then go on to Jean, Connie, and Marco. And Marco tells them that Armin just ran off, just ran towards Aaron, didn't listen to him, and they're all like kind of scared about that because Armin, of course, is not the strongest one of the group. But Jean tells Connie, Brass has made the right call on bringing the Titans to the edge, and Connie's like, I don't know, man. He's starting to have second thoughts. He's like, I don't know. Like We're losing a lot of people. Is this really the right thing to do? And then Connie finally just shrugs it off. And he's like, all right, well, let's just make sure we're not one of the casualties. So I like that about Connie. He's like kind of worried about his comrades at first. And then he's like, well, actually, all of those people can die, but let's just make sure we don't die. Right. It's the complete opposite of Aaron's philosophy. They're playing it safe. Yeah, exactly. So then we go back to Ian's squad. We got a bunch of just back and forth right here. And they're still arguing. And Ian is saying that, He's like, we got to risk our lives for Aaron. He's our only chance. He's still just hammering that into him because they're not understanding. And Rico finally agrees. And she's like, I refuse to die for nothing. So I, I'll agree with you. Let's do this. Let's show them how terrifying humans actually are. So she finally gets her head out of her ass. And I, I, I like Rico more than Matavi, I will say. To be fair, Matavi is just kind of there. He's just kind of there. That's, yeah. Rico, <laughs> she has some dialogue. Matavi's just more back in the side. And, and Rico's kind of, she's kind of cute. I won't lie. Whoa. All right. I'm just saying the glasses fit her well. I do love the glasses. She then goes, flies wanna, off, though. And she starts proceeding. You want to learn a thing about Ronnie. What's that, Ronnie? Glasses work for me. Glasses work for you? Just saying. All right. All keep, right. Stop. Stop I'll making keep, it about me. Jeez. I'll okay. keep that in mind. Whoa. I'll start wearing glasses on the pod. Anyways, we got Rico with her sexy-ass glasses Whoa. flying off to, for Ian's orders. And she's like, you know what? I'm doing it. Let's go. And our girl Mikasa thanks him. And he tells her to do what she wants and just protect your boyfriend. Finally, someone said it. <laughs> someone finally said it. Thank you, Ian. Mikasa blushes, which is weird because I thought they were family. Which is even weirder. Just thanks but. for calling her out. All finally. I mean, how long has this guy even known Mikasa? A few hours. I mean, from what I can tell, it's like maybe he heard of how like good of a soldier she was. She or he strolls up to her when he she's talking to Aaron, says, "Hey, come with us." And I guess that's the first instance where she just sees her or he sees her just be overjoyed that she gets to help out yeah. Aaron. And then I guess maybe it was the part where she jumped on his nose when she, he was trying to punch her that might have also given it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then she blushes and she's like, but wait, we're just family. Like anybody's buying that. I do want to, in my notes, they were, uh, I know we're skipping around a lot and a lot of times people are kind of saying the same sort of thing, but they did, once again, they're making statements about how the soldiers are dying right now for nothing. And we still don't see any soldiers <laughs> dying, so I don't know how they're dying. But uh, also, uh, did you notice how dirty this episode was? This episode was risque. Yeah, it was. They, I mean, a lot of sexual phrases in this epi- in these episodes. They're like, I knew this kid wasn't going to be able to plug the hole. 
Whoa. <laughs> and then some person comes up to Pixis at one point and says, can I order the elite troops to pull out? Jeez, dude. I didn't even really notice it. Taking tips from Chad over here. It's Chaz, but... So after Mikasa gets completely embarrassed with the boyfriend line, she looks over and sees Aaron isn't regenerating from his damage. So she gets all worried. He's just smoking from the head. He's just smoking, yeah. Which is weird because he was regenerating the last time he got fucked up. But right now he's not regenerating at all. And then she's like, whatever, I just got to keep fighting. So then we get another quick scene of Armin, and he is somehow still on top of the wall after he was running 30 minutes ago to go find Aaron, and he's nowhere near. <laughs> Could he have not, like, ODM'd on the other side of the wall that the Titans aren't? He's, just, he's just been doing wind sprints for yeah. who knows how long. Yeah, who knows if he'll even make it to Aaron. But then we get the cut scene of the calling cards, and it talks a little more about the 3D maneuvering gear. Uh, and it says, users must shift their entire weight to one side of the hips or the other. This permits acrobatic movement, but heavily taxes the muscles. So again, it just kind of reminds me of like a gymnast, a professional gymnast or something. Yeah, this second calling card's really the one that lets us know some good information. You have that one? Yep. For this reason, instructors will deliberately cut student lifelines to gauge reactions. Okay. While unsafe, anyone who dies in training will be unable to fight Titans anyways. Okay, so I think this is a uh, really good point here that they needed to bring up. Do you so, know, in my notes, I just had right after, we'll be unable to fight Titans anyways, I just put dot, 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 and then I had Daz, the name Daz. Well, let's just, I mean, let's break this down here for a second for the people at home who might be a little bit confused. Basically, what they're saying is, thank goodness for the second calling card. Okay, if somebody didn't survive training, so say they die, yep. okay, well, we're not going to send them to go fight a Titan, <laughs> okay? So let's use you for an example. Some people like examples to help learn. You go to training, right? You're with Keith Sadies, and let's say you die, okay? Mm-hmm. You with me? Okay. Keep going. You're not going to go fight a Titan, so don't worry about but that. But why, though? I don't understand. I'm kind of missing. It's just, it's been like this forever, so I don't know what. I mean, That's just, just how they have it? It's just the way it is. So I just wanted to clear that up. We can keep moving, but if you die, you will not be fighting Titans today. And how did Daz not die in training? You think they were like different training camps? Do some, I mean, I'm assuming they are because I know this place is pretty big, and a lot of times they talk about like the South and the North. Like, he's, yeah, he's got to be like... Did he train in the north and transfer down here to the south? Because, he's got to be in the special like the special training portions where like the people that are not mentally or physically capable just somehow get easy training. Potato Girl was just like stealing so many potatoes that this guy just slipped on by. Yeah, he, I mean... He just was good at hiding behind people and never got called on in class. I don't know. Who even knows? Especially with Commander Keith. Like, How did he let this slip by? But anyways, we've got dazed and confused Aaron asking where he's at. He's like kind of conscious now. I guess he was unconscious. Who knows? I still don't think he was. He's even asking himself, he's like, what am I doing? And then he wakes up and he's in like a flashback kind of, like a dream almost. And you see his dad, Mikasa, and his mom. 
and his mom and Mikasa are like sewing a knitting or something like that. And Grisha is just sitting there reading. Right. Kind of drinking his tea or whatever, whatnot. Just seems like a normal day. Yeah, it just seems like a normal morning or something like that. And Aaron, there's for some reason there's a bed in the kitchen. It's kind of it's kind of a weird scene. You don't have a kitchen bed. I don't have a kitchen bed personally, but I usually nap on the kitchen bed between first and second breakfast. So I... And right after you make a sandwich, you just hop in bed. Yeah. Okay. Can't make it back upstairs. I might have to try that out now. That now that I've seen that, and then Aaron's like. He's watching them do their normal activities, and he's like, I think I'm just going to go back to sleep now. Yeah. Which... Who would blame him? I don't blame him at all. Looks, Even though, looks goddamn boring. Yeah, and nothing important's going on, you know, in the real world right now, so he can just go back to sleep. Then we finally get a quick scene of Armin arriving 45 minutes after he left <laughs> the wall. Just what a terrible 40 time. <laughs> I mean, he obviously ran more than 40 yards, so but he's not a long-distance runner either. I don't know if he's good at his short sprints or long distances, but he's been running for so long. <laughs> he then shows up, and he's like, Aaron, what are you doing? Like, Aaron's purposely just sitting there doing nothing. It's, but it's a good baseline <laughs> question to start out with. Then <laughs> we go over to, to Ani, or Annie, some people like to call her. And she's questioning a squad leader, like if they can defy their orders. Their orders are, it's her, Jean, and uh, Connie, if I'm not mistaken, right? That sounds right. And they're basically supposed, they're running on foot right now, trying to make it to the other wall and fly up on top of it. Yeah, I assume that this is kind of where, we had people doing this before and this is where we lost the 20%. This, This is where we lost them, yeah. But it was just never made it clear, so. They're basically running... You know, grouping the Titans up to a certain wall, edge of the wall, and then they're trying to fly up. Right. So I guess yeah, if you're on, if they're on the ground running, I guess that's where the casualties coming into play. They're being led by some old no name. Yeah, just a no name veteran. Um, kind of weird hair. Boring guy. Yeah. Uh, nothing special. I though. think I looked in the credits. He was called Boring Guy Number Two. Yeah. He was. He wasn't even Boring Guy Number One. Right. Which there is a boring guy number one. He did such a good job of being boring that we didn't even mention him. This guy, yeah. he terrible at being boring, even though he is boring, and so that's why boring guy number two. Yeah. And then after that quick cutscene, we now cut back to Mikasa, who is slaying a titan, of course, just doing Mikasa things. And she's like not letting anybody get near Aaron, her boyfriend, and Ian. Tells the squad to not let Titans near Aaron again. They're just doing the same old thing, you know, just doing their work. And then as she slays another Titan, she kind of looks over at Aaron and looks in the background, and there's just a bunch of Titans coming towards him. And she's like, Where did all these come from? Are they all going right towards him? So Aaron, at this point, she thinks, is drawing in all these titans just because he's a sitting duck. Pretty is much. this the infamous scene? What infamous scene? Ronnie? I'm getting worried that you didn't write it down. And we watched this first time through, and it was my favorite scene of the episode, and one of my favorite scenes of all time. It's a piece of dialogue. Okay. You know, you don't know what I'm talking about. Keep you, talking. You giving me this shining moment to myself. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. At one point, 
you know, these Titans are cornering everyone. We got more and more Titans coming in. Someone says, I don't even have who says it, but they yell that four Titans, all about 10 meters, come (laughs) through the gate. And they are all such significantly different sizes, it's not even funny. (laughs) (laughs) They are nowhere near all 10 meters. It's like one six meters, one's nine, one might be 10, he's kind of close to the nine, and then there's just like a 14 meter Titan. And someone just looks over and it's just like, they're all about 10 meters! I count one, two, three, four, all about 10 meters! One of them's like Muggsy Bogues, the other one's Shaquille O'Neal, and the guy's claiming they're all the same size i feel like it's some asshole from uh the american part of this world and he doesn't understand the meter system and so it's just like (laughs) one of us and we don't know what 10 meters is but we've heard people say it before and so we're like uh they're all about 10 meters yeah 10 meters it is just terrible scouting terrible scouting and i think that's what really you know caused more mayhem. It's just such mayhem. a short little thing, but I cracked up so hard the first time I heard it because I just went back and like, they're nowhere near ten meters tall. What are you talking about? I've never <laughs> that was seen such a great scene. I've never I've, seen more. I've never seen four titans that differ in size more than these titans. And I completely the, agree. And this, now that you say that though, this my Crunchyroll might the dialogue might have been a little different because I don't remember you didn't it catch this one. it. Yeah. Well, but I definitely remember it in the Hulu version. If Hulu's, you know, uh, sending out gold like that, I don't know why you're watching on Crunchyroll because that was legendary. Well, I still have ads from 2013 when I got Hulu. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Please we, continue. We get Armin though. He he jumps up on Aaron. He's on his nape, and he's thinking to himself. He's having an Armin moment where he's, of course, just smarter than everybody else somehow. But he's he's thinking, if I cut Aaron 10 centimeters across and a meter high, right at his nape, I can stab right there, and I should be able to talk to him. And he's like, as long as my stab doesn't hurt him too hard, he won't die. Or doesn't hit him too hard, he will not die. He's clearly assessed the situation. And I'm thinking, okay, he's either really smart or he's about to kill Aaron in one one stab. So he stabs him. Aaron starts freaking the fuck out, just absolutely well, roaring. To be fair, as you do when you get stabbed in the arm. Yeah, he gets hit in the arm when he after Armin goes through the nape, and he's freaking the fuck out. And Mikasa, of course, is all about her boyfriend, and she wants to intervene, and Armin's like, no, just back the fuck up. I've got the situation under control. I accidentally stabbed his arm a little too hard. Everything is fine. Yeah, when Armin first get there, gets there, he asks, like, what's going on? And Mikasa tries to tell him that the mission failed, but they're still fighting because they refuse to leave Aaron behind. When in reality, she's the only one who won't leave Aaron behind. Yeah. Ian knows that he's the only hope for humankind, so he's kind of doing it just because this is the only plan that they can go with. And then Hell, the other two, they've been wanting to be gone for a long time Mm -hmm. now. They're just sticking around because they're good at following orders. And I think Ian's just afraid that if he says, yeah, let's leave him behind, Mikasa will just slay him down. Right. I think that's why he's more afraid of that, too. He knows how badass Mikasa is. So Aaron... Armin's like yelling at Aaron. He's talking to him, and it goes to Aaron's little dream slash flashback. And you can see Armin in the window behind him, just kind of knocking on the window. 
and you can tell Aaron can't really hear him. He's like, Armin, what are you doing behind me? I'm trying to sleep in my kitchen, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> let a man be. Which I totally, I feel Aaron on this. Here's a quick little uh, fun story about Ronnie. I am so like this when I'm sleeping or taking a nap. One time, uh, my little brother, we were in high school. I was like 18, he was 16, he was just kind of starting to drive. He came in, woke me up, but not really. I was in this daze like Aaron is, told me that he got in a car wreck, and I basically just went back to sleep. <laughs> and then woke didn't up. Didn't say anything. No, didn't say anything, couldn't care less. Woke up, and then was like, wait, did my brother tell me he got in a car wreck, went upstairs, and said, wait, did you get in a car wreck, or was that a dream? He said, yeah, you asshole, I got in a car wreck, and you just went back to sleep. So, I feel Aaron here. <sighs> But you knew he was all right. We've like, all we've all yeah. been there. He was talking to you, so he was fine. But yeah, Aaron just he, he's like, dude, I want to go to sleep, Armin. Why are you at my house anyways? I'm just hanging out with Mikasa, Grisha, and Carla. What are you doing? He then asks him, asks himself with big eyes, why would I want to join the survey corps while looking at Carla? Because Armin's like just hammering all these questions into him. And he goes, Aaron, why did you want to join in the first place? And then he kind of, you can tell he kind of hears that one. And he looks at his mom and he's like, why do I want to join the survey corps? And he's getting that kind of, he's kind of, he seems like he's waking up at this point. But then we cut from that and we get a quick flash of Jean, Connie, and Annie running from the Titans. They're still trying to make it to the wall and get up top. And Annie's like, I think we should just forget the plan and not even draw these to the wall anymore. Let's just bounce. Yeah, as good of a plan as it was in the first place to have Aaron plug the hole, this is even a less thought out plan. Yeah. And, you know, Annie's too good of a soldier to be doing with She had already asked earlier if she felt like it would help if she could just split off from the group because she doesn't want any of these losers holding her down. Yeah. And so she's really just trying to force that out now, like, can we just do something different? Can we do something different? <laughs> That's when we have Connie. He's, for some reason, he's running on the ground, and a Titan goes to grab him, and he just kind of hops over the Titan's hand. <laughs> I thought that was awesome, because he's not even using his gear. He's just kind of doing parkour on yeah, the Yeah, it feels titan. like a lot of people forgot that they had those ODMs yeah, on their back. That they just Armin's running with. Armin's running 13 miles across a wall to get to Aaron. Connie's hurling Titan hands. Yeah, they just trained for like three years on how to use them, and everyone's still just running. I don't understand it, but Jean runs up while Connie's parkouring, and he starts distracting the Titan, and he's like, I'm not going to let anybody else die because of me anymore. And then while running away on, on foot, Jean is, his ODM gear malfunctions, and he's like, oh shit. And that's when Connie and Annie, they they fly up the wall without realizing that Jean is still down low and as they like turn around and look they see Jean just still on foot running just trying to run to a random building and they're like why is he not coming what is he doing right and then Connie kind of realizes he's like oh there's the only explanation is his gear is messed up missed the gear up and that's when Jean he he gets away at least for now to like a building and he just he's just sitting there thinking of what to do as a titan's kind of right outside yeah there's right? a titan kind of right outside it doesn't really see him yet but he got away from it long enough to at least buy him a little bit of time yeah think about the situation yeah 
And then we flash back over to Armin, who's still trying to wake Aaron up. Yeah, who at this point, I've noticed Aaron's tongue has been out for quite some time. He's going to have the biggest dry mouth if we ever get him woken up. If thirst is relative to size at all, he will need 7,637 gallons of water to quench whatever thirst he wakes up with. And let's just talk about how ugly he looks at this point, too. Uh, His terrible. face looks awful. Because, it, I mean, half of it's smoking, half of it's <laughs> just a hole from where he decked himself in the face. His tongue's sticking out. No wonder he hit himself, dude. He's freaking ugly. I don't think he's been hit the gyms hard recently. The abs seem to be down to like a f- six-pack situation. Yeah. I don't know. No 18-pack anymore, but... Armin tells him, he's like, the outside world, Aaron. We're going to go see the outside world. And that's when Aaron really starts thinking. And he's like, starts thinking about when him and Armin were kids. That, that That's all they wanted to do. Especially Armin. This is really Armin's dream. But he's like, we're going to make it to the outside world. He's And then he tells Aaron, too. He's like, you knew it was hell outside the wall. And that you might die terribly like my parents did. Why do you still want to go? Which I... At this point, I don't know why, but I forgot that Armin's parents died terribly outside the walls. Supposedly. Supposedly. I mean, my own little headcanon here is even the first, I mean, first time, there's no spoilers. I have no idea what goes on. I feel like they're still alive out there somewhere. I'll just leave it at but that. But supposedly they have For died. some reason, Armin seems to think that they've died. I died guess they were supposed death. to come back at some point and they never did. Yeah. But. And then... Aaron and his family, in their little flashback slash dream world, they all creepily turn to the camera. I thought this scene was, like, really creepy at first. And he's like, because I was born into this world. And then he starts to awaken and fire, like, comes out from him. I got really, I'm not gonna lie, I got super creeped out when, after Armin asked him that question, and his whole family just turns. Starts staring. And just starts staring. (laughs) But it was badass, the line where he's like, because I was born into this world. Because Armin's dream is literally, he just wants to go see the sea, the outside world. Aaron just wants to be free from this hell. He basically said, you know, I'm going to be myself because everyone else is already taken. (laughs) He basically said that. Be yourself, everyone else in this world is already taken. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this uh, episode. Not really, but... Yeah, tell go ahead. Don't if there's anything this podcast is, we're real. We're, we're real. We we're, keep it real. We keep it real. To, lay it out there. Yeah, I, I mean, because I think people are gonna be able to tell from yeah from what I just <laughs> said. They probably can already tell. They're gonna think, "Wow, Chaz is really a lazy dolphin today." What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it was hard getting through this one. It's, I like going back and rewatching season one, though. There's a lot of stuff that I pick up on that happens with future events where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. This one didn't have too much of it, but I did love, I do love the last scene and Aaron's saying, because I was born into this world, I love, like, just his will. Like, he's kind of an, an annoying character at this point, but he has so much will to fight. Yeah, I do. I would agree with you. I think this um, is probably the weakest episode of the series thus far and i think it struggles because i would say the previous two episodes i believe they were definitely slower and kind of building up to it and then you think okay we're gonna do this thing and then you know 
Aaron gets knocked out within the first three mm-hmm. minutes, and we kind of get back to those the same same pace as those first two episodes where it feels like everyone's kind of saying the same thing. Uh, we obviously get the 20% dead, and I personally I felt like they did not do a great job uh, putting that out yeah. for the viewers to kind of figure out how that's happening. So I agree. It was, it was a little bit slower, but uh, I think we're going to get back on track. Yeah, it really seems like that how the episode ended that something big is coming. And, of course, since it sounds like it was both of our least favorite episodes, naturally, it's one of our longest podcasts. So, good, <laughs> good work, Chadley. Um, awesome, I'll, Ron. I'll pat myself on the shoulder with that one. I'm assuming you don't have anything left to say, right? Uh, just subscribe on our YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. We'd love to see you on there. We haven't got much traffic on YouTube. I think we're getting more of our traffic on Spotify and things of that nature. Yeah, but uh, send us an email. Send us some feedback. Let us know if you agree with us. Is this probably your least favorite episode in season one thus far? Or uh, you have a different pick? Uh, at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. That's thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. If you can't spell chronicles, you're probably an idiot. But uh, And I'm not sure I want you sending feedback anyway. But if you still feel like you want to... And to tell me how mad you are that I called you an idiot, you can look in the description below. I spelt it for you. And you can send us some emails, and we'll get back to you. Because right now, not a whole lot coming through the inbox. Thanks, Paris. Voice cracked. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we keep it real. We keep it real. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace.